0: And I believe that that's really why you're here. Christ died for us.
1: History Makers.
0: Hi, and welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. Today we're speaking with Reverend Cornelis Kent from Christians for Israel. How are you doing, brother? I'm doing fine. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. It's wonderful to have you in the studio. Yeah. Now, I'm curious to know a bit about that accent. Whereabouts were you
1: born and raised? I'm born in Holland, the Netherlands, in Europe. I've raised there... So that means that my English is not perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and were you raised in a religious household? Yeah, yeah. I'm raised in a religious household. I went with my, my father and my mother to the church every mm-hmm. Sunday. And um, yeah, that felt good. Um, so when I became a young adolescent, uh, um, a teenager, I kept on going to the church with my father and mother. But when I was a fifth, 14, 15, 16, I got involved in the, uh, the youth movement that was called Youth for Christ. Yeah. In those days, it was an American-style youth movement that asked attention for a personal relationship with Jesus, and uh, I learned a lot. My my uh, believing, my faith became more and more living and vivid in those years, and that uh, was a starting point for for a life with Jesus that was uh, everlasting since then. hmm and tell us a bit about your career. What kind of work did you do after, your,
0: uh, after school? Well,
1: well um, I started um, working uh, um, as an employee in a bank, and I did some studies, and I became uh, in the insurance uh, business uh, on a bank. But after one or two years, I thought, well, this is not what I want to do until I'm going to retire. I want to work for the Lord. So I started studying theology in Saturdays and in the evenings, and uh, that took a long time, of course. And when I finished my theology study, I became a pastor in a Dutch church. Mm-hmm. And but during my being a pastor, I, I changed sometimes from church. Uh, but I got more and more involved in Israel. Mm-hmm. I had a special feeling for Israel, a special interest in Israel. I started reading books about Israel. I started visiting Israel, and every two years I went with with a group. Of my church members to Israel, and I developed uh, a special, let's say, a special calling for Israel. The Lord called me to preach the gospel, but the Lord also called me to ask attention for the specific place of Israel and the Jewish people in our faith. So you, then, after a few years, uh, Christians for Israel in the Netherlands asked me to to do lectures and teachings for them. Because a lot of churches asked to, for teachings about Israel, conferences, evenings, uh, teachings, and so on. And, and they asked me, will you help us? So every week or every two weeks, I uh, did an evening teaching somewhere in the church in Holland. And then last year, they asked me to become the new director of Christians for Israel International. Mm-hmm. Well, that was a huge challenge for me. And uh, I didn't have to think about it. That was immediately, yes. I w- really love to do that, to be full-time in the service of the Lord, specifically about Israel.
0: Now, for those who don't know about the organization Christians for
1: Israel, what's the heart of the organization? Well, the, uh, it started in Holland, and there was a man in Holland. His name was Carl van Oort in seventy eight, and he was deeply worried about the fact that Israel was boycotted by a lot of countries economically and that Israel was lacking in most preachings in Christian churches. Um, We as Christians believe in creation, we believe in the fall of man in sin, Adam and Eve. We believe in the coming of Jesus Christ and we believe in his uh, coming back and the kingdom of peace. But Israel is lacking in our faith. Israel was just the location where it happened, not more. And and so Christians for Israel um, existed and it grew there was a newspaper printed and the newspaper multiplied and more and more donations came in and the organization grew. Now in Holland, Christian for Israel is an organization with 23 employees and a few million dollars on donations to do the work and to bless Israel by humanitarian projects in Israel. And but it didn't stay in Holland. We went abroad and in Germany, England, and finally, in 40 countries in the world. And here in Australia, uh, one of our largest um, uh, teams we have here, uh, with a newspaper and a team under the leadership of Ian Werby. and uh, a few thousands of newspapers are printed every two months, and the work is growing. People want to support Israel. But our core task is um, not to convert the Jews, But to convert christians and to open their eyes to to stop believing in replacement theology that we christians replaced israel but that the jewish people are not played out but that the jewish people are still god's beloved people god's chosen people to be a light for the world they brought us the messiah and in the future there will be the kingdom from jerusalem and from israel and we have to support israel and we have to acknowledge that israel that God has everlasting covenants and promises with Israel.
0: Now you raise a very hot topic: replacement theology. And I know that there are some Christians that subscribe to that view. Uh, for those who uh, need a bit of convincing about which way uh, they should they should sway on that subject, just unpack that a bit for us.
1: What? Why? Why do you disagree with replacement theology? Yeah. Well, in fact, replacement theology is. In fact, not a theology, but it is a theology in which Israel has no place. So when we don't recognize Israel as God's people, and we see ourselves as Christians and as Christian church in the center of God's plan, then we, perhaps without being aware, we think that we replaced Israel, that Israel was only God's people in the Old Testament, that is now finished with the coming of Jesus, and that we are the center of God's attention. And that's a wrong idea, because then we misplace Israel, and what we see in practice, we have 19 centuries of pogroms and persecutions to the Jews, mainly in Europe, with the Holocaust as the final, deepest, blackest moment. But also nowadays, anti-Semitism has changed in a new form, anti-Zionism and anti-Israelism. That means that the world is against Israel and that most United Nations resolutions are against Israel. And that uh, Israel is seen as the biggest problem in the Middle East and that the Jews are blamed and accused again like we did in the Middle Ages. So what we did to the Jew personally in the Middle Ages, we are doing now collectively to Israel as the collectivity of the Jewish people. So we have to acknowledge that God has an everlasting covenant and that Israel is still uh, of a huge significance in God's redemptive plan with the world.
0: Now I've had the privilege of visiting Israel twice. Uh, the first time I went with eleven other pastors. Thankfully, none of them are called Judas. <laughs> and uh, we went to all the 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 places where the miracles happened. And we went to the the Sea of Galilee. We went to the uh, Nazareth, Bethlehem, Jerusalem, Golgotha. You know all the places that we read about in the Bible. And it just changed my my understanding of Scripture. It's like the Bible went from black and white to full color. And I really got a passion to pray for the Jewish people and to pray for Israel. The Bible tells us to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Just give give us some insight into how
1: we as Christians should be praying for Israel. Well, how we should pray for Israel, uh, I would say um, stay close to yourself. Pray from your heart. Don't pray prayers that you learn from another, but pray from yourself, deep from your heart. Praying for Israel is praying for the well-being of the Jewish people that they may faith bring give their faith and their trust to the lord the god of israel so for pray for the jews spiritually Uh, there are also a lot of secular jews but that that's a pity That, that that's sad they have to trust their god who brought them back in the land so pray for them spiritually and pray for their protection because since jews returned to Israel, and the state of Israel was reborn in 1948, after, in 70, after Christ, Jerusalem and the temple were destroyed, and the Jews were scattered all over the world. Now Israel is reborn again, but the whole world is practically against Israel. Some exceptions, but the world acts against Israel. Israel is being seen as the deepest problem in the Middle East instead of all the nations that hate Israel. So pray for their protection. Pray that the Lord will protect them against the powers inside Israel and outside Israel that that threaten them. And there are real threats. If you know that in Lebanon are 120,000 rockets placed by Hezbollah, Syria and Iran against Israel. Now, all those rockets are installed with specific radar uh, computer technology so that they can be sent to a specific target that cost 15,000 euro do, euro, uh, US dollars per rocket multiplied by 120,000 that's a process being paid by Iran that's now in execution so what will that bring to Israel in the future It's a huge problem so pray that the Lord will protect Israel but if you pray for israel that means also pray for christians and the christian churches and pastors in the churches that their eyes may be opened for what's happening in israel and what the significance of israel and the jewish people is so praying for israel also means pray for the churches pray for the institutions pray for the leaders that they their eyes may be opened that they stand up and preach about israel and that they pledge for Israel, and that they um, speak out openly about Israel, and that they convince their political leaders to stand with Israel. Because that's very necessary. We as Christians, our eyes have to be opened. And that's a huge important thing. And that does not mean that we are against Palestinians, of course not. Being for Israel does not mean against Palestinians because Palestinians are also people, human, humankind that they are created by God and that are loved by God. But that we, we are not against Palestinians, but we pray that also their eyes may be opened, that their peace cannot be found in hatred and violence, but that their peace can be found in trusting the Lord God and respecting the Jewish people in their small, tiny homeland. Because when they respect the Jewish people, recognize their place, and want to live in peace with them, then Palestinians are perhaps the most wealthiest and living in the best situation as compared with all Arabs who are living under oppression or poverty. So Christian for Israel means... We stand with Israel, we we preach and teach in the Christian churches to watch Christians to be solidarity with Israel. Well, it's wonderful to hear
0: your heart for uh, Israel and your heart for God's word today. Uh, before we wrap up, you know, there might be people listening that have never heard the gospel. You shared about how you came to faith uh, through Youth for Christ as a young man You know, there might be people listening that want to give their life to Christ today. Would you share with our listeners what is the good news of the gospel?
1: The good news of the gospel is that when you believe in Jesus, Jesus, who is the King of Israel and the Messiah of Israel and the Lord of the Christian Church, of all the Christians, whatever denomination you want to belong to or not, when you accept and recognize that Jesus is your Savior. He paid for your sin. He can reconcile you with the eternal God. He can give you eternal life. That eternal life comes into you. That means your life will be changed. Your thinking will be changed. Your feelings will be changed. And you can make it very difficult, very theological. But I can also say it in a simple way. When you kneel down or when you sit down and when you pray and say, Lord, I don't know you. I don't know who you are. But if you have something to tell to me, if it is true what all those pastors and what the Bible says, then Lord, open my eyes, come into my heart, show me that it is real. If you pray that. Um, When I was a boy of 15 years old, um, I was on a Bible study group. I was learning. And there was a man. He told me, he said, If you don't experience God, just start praying every day, Lord, come into my heart, open my eyes. And if you pray that every day, and if you are trustful that the Lord will show it to you, how long it takes, then the Lord will show you. So I started praying that every evening before I went to bed, I prayed, Lord, will you show yourself to me, open my heart, open my eyes, if this is all true. And I prayed that, and after three months, it's not some miraculous experience, no, not that, but I felt fully sure and happy and in some way deliberated that it is true, that God is true. So Jesus entered my life, and he changed my life. But I'm just a normal man as I am, with two feet on the ground, i'm not not flying in the air i'm just staying with two feet on the ground but the lord took my heart and he confirmed what was written in the bible and what was preached to me and he will give that to all of you either wonderful
0: well i truly believe that that message is the best message anyone could ever hear, the good news of the gospel. And if people want to respond to that, uh, we'd love to hear from you. You can go to our website, historymakers.tv, and uh, send us an email through that website. We'd love to send you a Bible from the Bible League and some information about following Jesus. And uh, I'd love to pray with you as well. So once again, it's been a blessing to have you with us. We've been chatting with Reverend Cornelis Kant from Christians for Israel. If people want to find out more, the website is c4israel.com.au. That's c4israel.com.au. Find out more about Christians for Israel. It's been great to have you with us, Reverend Cornelis. Thanks for your time. God bless. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. If you'd like to hear this conversation again, listen online anytime at historymakersradio.com. But you'll also find links to all of our social media channels, and you can subscribe to our iTunes podcast. History Makers is a faith-based ministry, and we want to thank everyone for their generous support. If you've got a suggestion of anyone we should interview, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless. I'm Matt Prater. And my challenge to you now is to go and make history. This year is the 50th anniversary for the Bible League. They're celebrating all that God's done in their ministry and they're praying into all that he's going to do in the next 50 years. Ephesians 3.20 says that God is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that's at work within us. To him be the glory of the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations. If you'd like to support the Bible League as they reach the generations to come, go to BibleLeague.com.au. Station sponsor.